Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast. Listeners should be advised that today's podcast contains references to suicide that some listeners may find distressing. And a warning that there will be some strong language in this podcast too. Today on the Indo Daily. Logan Paul's going up to the top rope. He's got a damn camera phone in his hand. Logan Paul taking selfies, running a video. From the Disney Channel to a Japanese suicide forest, meet the divisive Paul Brothers. He's the fast-driving, prank-pulling, larger-than-life social media star with a young fan base in the millions. From their early days on YouTube, the Paul Brothers quickly shot to fame, with their pranks and videos scoring billions of hits. Yo, good morning, low gang. What's pop? Ah, I need to come up with something new instead of popping all the time. But now, the brothers have taken the wrestling and boxing world by storm, dividing fans and the sporting establishment in equal measure. He didn't morph boxing to some of the champions did. I'm a fan of people that know how to put asses in seats. But success hasn't been an easy ride for Jake and Logan, with numerous controversies that have gone viral, like their videos. Social media star Logan Paul is apologizing after fans blasted him for posting a video of a suicide victim over the weekend. Did we just find a dead person in a suicide forest hanging? So, okay. I'm Ellen Coyne, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Dave Hannerty of the Irish Independent to ask if the Paul brothers are entertainers or genuine sportsmen, and can you ever separate the two? If you're watching this in any of the 180 countries that Netflix is available in, I just want to say hi. I'm Jake Paul. I'm a seashell collector and professional boxer, knocking people the fuck out. So the number one documentary in Ireland at the moment on Netflix is Untold Jake Paul, The Problem Child. And it tells this kind of unlikely story about Jake Paul's journey to fame um, and boxing. Um, And I think if you've existed on the internet in some way over the last decade, you're probably aware just through osmosis of Jake Paul and his brother Logan. Um, They've been in the public eye since 2013. Can you just tell me who they are, where they came from and how they started off. Sure, yeah. Two kids from Ohio with a dream and a video camera at a young age given to them by their parents, essentially, uh, immediately began documenting themselves, much in the way that we would talk about wonderful auteur filmmakers doing that. (laughs) They did it as well in a very different fashion, filming themselves, kind of just doing pranks together and 
generally being kind of menaces, really, but, you know, very childlike and kind of innocent at the time. There's only two years between the brothers. They're seriously close. And over time, they would just become these weird internet celebrities. I mean, they kind of shot to fame on Vine, which was a six-second video platform that was a big deal in the mid-2010s. And essentially, they would just film these videos of themselves doing all kinds of pranks and stuff and just doing wild antics. And it caught on. It got an audience. Logan was the first one to do this, essentially, around 2013 time. Jake followed in his stead, and they became competitive together, but they became modern-day celebrities in this weird sense. Like, they, they're household names for so many people, even at a young age, but there's also people around the world who will never have heard of them. That's the weird kind of modern, strange power that they have. Okay, and we'll, we will talk a little bit more about their career and their kind of controversies, but I suppose if there's anyone who might be sitting down um, tonight or over the weekend to watch this documentary, Untold, Jake Paul, The Problem Child, the, the content of the documentary is quite dark when you compare it to, like, the content you're describing there, like how, how they kind of made themselves famous. And you find out a lot more about Jake's and Logan's childhood. And there are some accusations that are made against their father in particular. Jake may throw around the word abusive. I prefer not quite legal. Yeah, my, my dad would slap the shit out of me. I don't resent it. I'm understanding of why he did that. That's all he knew. I never laid hands on my kids. And I did tell him, I said, Jake, I did pick you up and throw you on a couch a couple times. Well, but I was afraid of you. I'm like, that's what the fuck dads are supposed to do. So the Untold documentaries are very well made. And in this case, it's kind of building to this boxing match, which we can get into later on. But pretty much early doors, they allege that their father was physically abusive to them at a young age. Now, the father who's in this documentary denies this and says, oh, I, I might have thrown you over a couch or something, but I never raised my hands to you, essentially. And so, but the strange thing is that, like, the relationship is still intact and both Logan and Jake, Logan, I think more so, credit their father and his methods with what they have become and the success that they have experienced. The father, like I say, is in this documentary and talking for himself, and he's incredibly uncouth. He's using very colorful language and clearly isn't the nicest of people to be around, but appears to have shaped them into these kind of tough young men who have taken on the world, and they, I guess, think that the ends justify the means. I think it's interesting to see the different perspectives that the brothers offer you, but it is mixed into this kind of, you know, this documentary style. And I think it's possible that Jake may be struggling with this, but Logan is definitely much more of an endorser of, of, of what has been put in front of him. So they are kind of, they're at a really interesting point of their career. They're kind of at a peak of it. They've made a huge amount of money from this. Can you kind of explain for people who maybe aren't in their internet sphere um, on YouTube or all the different platforms that they're on, like what kind of following are you are you talking about the, the brothers having either individually or together? So last check at their Logan's Instagram, 26.2 million followers. Jake's Instagram, 23.9 million followers. That's just the Instagram accounts. They're also on YouTube. Logan has 23.5 million followers there. He has his own podcast, which is based on YouTube, 4.5 million followers on that. They're on TikTok as well. Uh, Jake on YouTube has over 20 million followers there. So they've, they've absolutely dominated the market, Twitter as well. Every social media platform that is available to them, they have a huge presence on there. And that's where people get their content from them. They are content creators. This wave of content creators online, digital you know, celebrities that have come along in the last kind of 10 years or so owe a lot to Logan and Jake Paul, whether they like to admit that or not, because they paved the way for so many people. 
And they have had longevity, which not everyone in this space has. Like you're talking about them being around, established, you know, for for a decade now. But over those 10 years, they've had their fair share of controversies, um, both together and individually. So we might start by talking about Jake. He has had two allegations of sexual harassment made against him, and they both came from, um, I suppose, fellow content creators, if you would describe them that way. I thought that it was fine if I went in his room and I thought it would be fine to kiss him because I thought he would stop if I didn't want to do anything else. Like, that's normal. That's what you do. So he's been accused twice in 2021 by two different people. The first was a a TikTok content creator called Justine Paradise who uploaded a 20-minute video to YouTube alleging that she was sexually assaulted by by Jake Paul in in, in a private setting. Uh, another, another person came forward, a model, saying similar things against him. Um, nothing legally has been brought forward. Jake Paul has been very vehement in his denials of this, You know, posting a, a huge statement on, online on Twitter and saying that this never happened. He said, we should take these allegations seriously in general, but this is not true. You know, the, the, these things that people want to make up and, and say about me, I've been dealing with it my whole life preposterous allegations my whole life honestly and uh, I hate it he says that his character has been defamed and he will be fighting to clear his name and as far as we can tell in terms of any kind of public police investigation nothing has been put forward so it would appear that at the moment these are just allegations that they come up again in the documentary as well and again fresh denials he says it never happened but the you know the strength of those allegations are out there against him And Jake has also drawn some attention to the way that he feels about education. It's a big part of the kind of narrative that he he tells about himself that, you know, he didn't do particularly well in school. And obviously he's very, very successful and very wealthy. And he's kind of decided that that means that maybe education itself should be critiqued kind of advocates against traditional schools. Is that kind of fair to say? Uh, Yeah, it's fair to say. Well, it's fair to say that he advocates against traditional schools. I don't know if it's fair to make that argument, but he thinks it is. Both brothers, as far as I'm aware, did not complete high school. They had such a level of success that they just realized that they didn't need to have a formal education, that they had made themselves into stars and that stars were only going to rise. And so Jake Paul in particular, one of the many targets he's come after is the education system and how he believes teachers are overrated and, you know, it's, it's it's all nonsense. You, all, you, all you need is a phone, you know, like, like that's all you need in this world today. But he started his own kind of platform. I mean, it's a bit hypocritical, isn't it? That yeah. he says, we don't need teachers, but I'll be your teacher. He started this thing called Edfluence, which essentially you have to sign up for. So it's a kind of a microtransaction system. So you have to pay $7 to unlock the first series of videos, which again includes such sage advice as get a phone, wear makeup. Okay. Like really impressive stuff, Jake. Fair play. Edfluence is a course that you guys can take right now online, how to do social media, secrets, tips, tricks, how to be a YouTuber, how to grow your channel, all things that have taken me years to master. You could even potentially be able to join Team 10 if you take this course. And then from there, you had to pay more money to unlock the rest of this and and go from there. So that website no longer exists. It came under heavy criticism, as you might imagine, not just from people in education, but just people in general saying, what are you doing? This doesn't make a lot of sense. But it didn't stop him. Um, He's since gone on to, you know, kind of get into the financial education game. Now, he is a promoter in his own right. And, you know, let's be fair, both these men have made a crazy amount of money. So they could very well pass on some skills. 
But I think his kind of weird kind of firebrand reputation as someone who wanted to change how people are educated in general, it was a swing and a miss. But some people did sign up. And like, it's probably worth pointing out that a lot of his followers would be people of school going age, which probably makes this like it's probably one of the reasons that people were so critical of it. Like he has a lot of influence with younger people as well. Yeah, and there's definitely like an argument to be made about, you know, teaching methods in the modern era and sure. perhaps we should look at changing things. But it is that kind of just reckless barreling into a thing and to a young audience. If you look at Logan Paul, for example, his kind of predominant online following, the vast majority of people who follow him are aged under 24. Mm -hmm. And certainly when the two of them were coming of age as children and teenagers themselves, that's the audience that they would have attracted. You mentioned the pranks earlier on and while many of them were innocuous, there was one where Logan Paul faked his own death in front of a bunch of children. Oh, my God. And it was quite graphic and, you know, elaborately staged. And you have children watching on. Some of him are laughing because they think it's a joke, but not everyone did. And so, once again, people have asked about the level of responsibility that a content creator should have when dealing with the primary, like a predominantly young audience. And speaking of Logan, one of his, I suppose, most controversial stunts, if you could even call it that, which attracted a lot of attention five or six years ago, even with people outside of their main audience, was this video that he made called Suicide Forest. Really troubling and really dark. Can you talk us through exactly what happened and what that video was? There's no going back. I've seen things I can't unsee. We found a dead body. So at the base of Mount Fuji in Japan, the Aokigahara Forest is a legendary spot in the world and culture. And one of the reasons why, and it's a deeply harrowing and upsetting reason, is that it's one of the world's most recognized suicide sites. The Japanese authorities in recent years have begun to stop releasing numbers in terms of how many people have gone to this place and taken their own lives. Logan Paul went there at the end of 2017 with his friends for kind of a, just a tour of Japan to get content. And the first videos that would come out of this were them kind of milling around on Japanese city streets doing very culturally insensitive things, you know, wearing clothes that they, white people probably shouldn't be wearing, and just generally kind of being public menaces because that's the brand. However, this culminates when Logan and his friends go to this forest, which is known, you know, it's referred to in Western culture as the suicide forest. Um, it has a, has a huge reputation in Japanese folklore, was said to be haunted even before in the 1960s this phenomenon started occurring. So you have to question if Logan knew about this. He's there in a, you know, multi-thousand dollar Gucci jacket and a hat from Toy Story with his friends. And they come across the body of a man who would appear to have died by suicide. And they film it. Now, it's not live. So the video was filmed and then edited. They made a decision to upload this on December 31st, 2017. In the course of 24 hours, it received 6 million views on YouTube. The title was, We Found a, a Dead Body in the Suicide Forest. So it's not even Japan blog day five. Yeah. They know exactly what they're selling and giving to the public. And outrage, of course, naturally followed. Revulsion followed. And Logan took it down a day later. So it's up for a full day. You can question, why didn't YouTube step in? Well, they did a week later. And they said, we've been listening to what you've been saying and we've been trying to figure out what to do about this, which is absolutely not good enough. Logan takes down the video and then goes on his apology tour. I made a huge mistake. I don't expect to be forgiven. I'm just here to apologize. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm disappointed in myself. And I promise to be better. I'm being told to commit suicide myself, which... Really? Millions of people, literally telling me they hate me to go die in a fire. 
like the most horrible, horrific things. He does a tearful apology. Uh, he initially puts out a, a Twitter-based apology, which was kind of self-aggrandizing. And he talks about how he was trying to raise awareness and how he's been working so hard, making all these videos every day for the last 450 days. And, you know, we all make mistakes. Not good enough. People told him that. I think he recognized that. Then he goes on YouTube and does this video, which today has 62 million views. Wow. Of him sitting tearfully in a hotel room, apologizing for everything that he did, saying that he's a good guy who made a bad mistake. And while I definitely believe that he did make a mistake, and I think that he didn't think it through, there's a real performative element to it as well. And it should be said that the controversy, which was huge, I think it benefited him. Mm. It made him that bigger of a household name. But it's one of the most repulsive things to ever happen. It should never have happened. And I just don't understand the motivation. And the two of them then kind of pivoted in more recent years to boxing and wrestling, which at first I think attracted a lot of derision. But I'm kind of interested in whether has it actually worked out for them? Are they any good at it? And have the kind of worlds of boxing welcomed them? He weighed in at 186 and one half pounds. He is undefeated in his campaign in the ring with a record of five wins, no losses, four wins coming by way of knockout. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the popular social media superstar, the renowned content creator, the serial risk taker and undefeated fighter, introducing the problem child, Jake Paul. It has definitely worked out for them. So starting with Jake, he's estimated to have made $38 million from a calendar year recently in, just out of boxing. Because for starters, not only is he in the ring as a fighter, he's his own promoter. So he has a deal where he'll get X amount of the, the pay-per-view revenue, essentially. So, But the thing about it is, is that he has a record now of you know six wins and one loss over the last few years. And on paper, that looks pretty good. And he has put in the work. It should be said that the guy, they're both athletes. They have a background, you know, in, in high school wrestling, and they're, they're actually able to, to do these things. But he's not a, 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 an incredible fighter. And he's been going up against guys who are, you know, washed up past their prime UFC former legends like Anderson Silva, who at one time was incredible and unbeatable in his field. But, you know, he's 22 years older than Jake Paul, and they're having this fight, and it's just, they're freak show fights. Like, that's what this is. I mean, the, the, the fight game, the boxing industry, the wrestling industry, the MMA industry, you know, it is a carnival attraction for a lot of people, and it's all about selling tickets. He's good in the sense that he's got cardio and he can punch, but he's not, you know, a great fighter, and he's never really tested himself properly, in my opinion. Logan, in his move to pro wrestling, has been very, very successful. It's actually a natural home for him. He's a freakish athlete. He's got great charisma. And now that he's finally playing, quote unquote, a heel, a bad guy, the crowd's booing him relentlessly. He's exactly where he needs to be. The annoying thing is he's very, very good at it. Now, it's a highly choreographed sport. We know this. His matches in particular are planned out well in advance. But he can do incredible physical things. He's very good on the microphone. And the fans seem to kind of recognize him for that. As for to have the industry accept them, wrestling, yes, uh, boxing, no, in some respects. Boxing, lots of people out there will say it's a sacred sport and we shouldn't be having celebrities involved whatsoever. I mean, I don't really take Jake Paul um, that serious. He can't really box. He can have a little fight, he can have a swing. He swings away, stands up straight and he, he throws punches, but it's not professional boxing. But the reality is that from a business point of view, it was dying. People weren't buying the pay-per-views. 
But freak show fights like that one or like Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, uh, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul in Saudi Arabia as part of its sports washing regime, they sell tickets. People have a morbid curiosity. And of course, the inbuilt fan base that these two have will naturally bring massive eyes to the product, young eyes to the product, and that can only be good for business. But for the integrity of the sport itself when it comes to boxing, not great. And finally, last year, there was a new quote-unquote sports drink that entered the market called Prime. And people might know it uh, from videos that they've seen online of, uh, you know, actual riots in supermarkets between people who are trying to buy this. Logan is involved in this, is that right? If you've got kids, chances are they're prime mad. The energy drinks are flying off the shelves and are a collector's item. Have boys ever been this keen to go shopping? Lining up at Woolies from opening, crawling under the roller doors, sprinting down the aisles. All for a drink. It's a business deal with him and a guy called KSI, a fellow YouTuber, a guy from the UK, who Logan actually had a couple of boxing matches with. So, right, okay. you know, they were partners then and they're partners now. And this thing is making a lot of money. It's marketed as a sports drink. It's marketed to adults. It's marketed as kind of like an energy drink, essentially. And it has this kind of incredible cachet because the supply and demand of this is the huge deal here. Okay. It was only released to the UK, I think, at Christmas last year. And there were actual almost like there, there were riots in America at a chain store. And then... And when it came to the UK, you had a situation where a major outlet had to limit it to one per person because it was that level of people fighting over them in the aisles, essentially. But because it's a status symbol to have this colorful bottle that Logan Paul has. Logan Paul's cool. I like him. I want the drink. And as well, if you look at Logan Paul's podcast, which has a ton of subscribers and it's a video-based podcast, there's bottles of it everywhere. Right. If he signs a deal with somebody like the WWE, there's two bottles of it on the table. I think Barcelona Football Club have kind of signed up for it as well. Everywhere these guys go, the bottle is next to them. So they've clearly, like, that's part of the package. So again, if we love them or hate them, you can't deny their business acumen. I mean, it's genuinely incredible. I think that they would refer to themselves as, you know, the great living manifestation of the American dream. But for so many people, for so many other people in the world, they are, in fact, the personification of the American nightmare. And they've had very long careers now. They've had very successful careers, but they're still relatively young. What do you think they're going to do next? Yeah, Jake is 26, Logan's 28. The sky's the limit for these guys. <laughs> you know, I don't know where it stops. This weekend, they're both uh, fighting. J Jake Paul is taking on Nate Diaz, who's, you know, 38, but he's kind of, you know, UFC guy, passes prime. It's another freak show fight. It'll get eyes on it, but does it really mean anything from the sport point of view? Logan's at SummerSlam with WWE. He'll do great physical feats and it'll, it'll make headlines. Logan's getting married. He's settling down, so good for him. I think there's a slight more level of maturity to him, and I want to choose my words carefully there, but it's hard. Even you watch this documentary, and it's, they have such complicated kind of uh, relationship, but they're always by each other's side. I think Jake's talked about getting into acting. Logan's always, he's done a bit of acting. They can just do whatever they want for now, because for now, they are still a draw. They are massive. They are box office. They are businessmen. It's up to them what they want to do. Eventually, you have to imagine, as with influencer culture in general, this bubble's got to burst. Mm -hmm. But for now, they are kings of what they do. And my thanks to Dave Hannerty. I'm Ellen Coyne, and today's episode was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Sylvia O'Morodian, and sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from ABC News, CBS News, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Netflix, TNT Sport Boxing, 
and independent.ie. If you have been affected by any of the content in today's podcast, you can seek assistance at Samaritans.org. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.